back here on the Sports Blast. <laughs> Stop it. Hour <laughs> number two here on the Sports Blast. Is yes, that God, God Sweeney? Hour <laughs> number two here on the Sports Blast. ESPN New Hampshire and ESPN NHRadio.com. My God, I can't believe we came back with that. She's talking about Brian Roach, David Paul, and Mark Lazell here until 2 p.m. Obviously, the focus of today's show is going to be a lot of Super Bowl 51 talk, but we're going to quickly touch on clothes firing. The one real D-bag move by the Bruins is doing it during the Patriots parade to really b- bury it. You know, just kind of... Yeah. They didn't bury it because it was front page news on the Globe Sports page. Right, in trying to bury it, <laughs> yeah. they made themselves look so cowardly that yeah. it had to be put on the front page. Guys, they needed two practices for Bruce Cassidy to get acclimated with these players. Right, all right. right. Yeah, not, not, not like kid. the timing of it is completely yeah. ridiculous when you consider that two weeks ago, if you remember... They were playing the Pittsburgh Penguins the same day yep. that the Patriots played the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was two weeks, yeah, almost right. three now, you almost three done it weeks then. ago. Yeah. They had just lost that horrible game at home to the Islanders. Then they they followed that up with that loss uh, where they gave up two three-goal leads to the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. Then they uh, then they lose to Chicago one to nothing. Then they lose a fourth in a row in an abysmal game Blowout. to the Pittsburgh Penguins, which no one saw because everyone was watching the Patriots play the Steelers. Yep. They lost four in a row. I thought they should have fired Claude after the Detroit game, two games into that losing streak. Mm-hmm. Once it's four in a row, it's like, what are you waiting for? Then, then yeah. they win a couple straight. Of course. Yeah, of <laughs> course <laughs> they then do. they rip off a couple <laughs> wins in a row. But I'll tell you this. They haven't won more than three games in a row this whole season. Yeah, it's been a... So their consistency is crap. Atrocious. Yeah. They have been horrible. Yeah. So, yes, this is long overdue, but the timing is completely odd to me. Yeah. I don't understand why now. Like, they could have done it so much earlier so, like, they could have time to regroup because they were at that, weren't, weren't they at that line where they were, like, in the playoffs but they have so many games in hand. The other They're, teams? Technically, mathematically, they'd be out of the playoffs if you extrapolate everyone's games played in, right. you know, comparison to how many points they have now. Right. Yeah. The Bruins and, and are isn't, out. It wasn't Claude's uh, contract up. After this season, um, in regards to like head coaching duties, I think he might add one more year left. So I think they signed him to a three-year deal, and I think that was uh, uh, two years ago. Right. So I, I I believe that maybe Don Sweeney was kind of weighing his options to say, well, are we going to extend this guy or we're going to move on? And they decided to move on, but they waited way too long. And the reason why they waited too long is because they were too comfortable with Claude, and Claude is absolutely a great coach. Okay. He's, just, he's one of the best. He's just not a fit with the roster that the Bruins have. Well, and at, at a certain point in time, I've said it so many times, you know, guys like uh, uh, Mike Babcock, mm-hmm. you know, uh, John Tortorella, uh, these guys who are great coaches in the league get fired because in hockey, the message can run stale. Yeah. I don't know why it is like that in hockey, unlike some other sports, but it is sort of like that in other sports, too. I think the trigger gets pulled a little more quickly in some other sports. It does. But... When it comes to hockey, you know, it's such a team chemistry sport that you need everyone on the same page. And that's not just players. That's your coaches. That's your GM. That's your president. Your owners. They need to have the same sort of game plan, the same sort of mentality. Yes. It should come through 
uh, from the top down when you're talking about this organization. And, and to that, Dave, there's a, there's a major, major disconnect. And, and like you said, it's not only the message, you know, from Claude to the players. It's, you know, the GM to the owner. It's, it's you know, um, Cam Neely to Jeremy Jacobs. You, you got to look at it and say, what the heck are they doing with the Boston Bruins? This is like a prized organization. And they're treating it like this a bag of trash throughout this entire season. Let's open up your mind here. Let's try to figure out a framework where you can, you know, bring in guys that fit your system. And let me tell you, that game um, that they just played, Bruce Cassidy Flash ca- in the pan. came up with a, a nice game plan, though. He's, he's apparently good offensively. The puck is plan. moving. The puck is moving. And, and more when, bodies to the net. Exactly. You'll when you have that. that system, too. Like, You'll also see them give up four or five goals a game. That's the problem. That's where, I mean, they're always going to have that problem because their defense is just bad. But it, it was better under Claude. It, uh, I'm telling you, there's going to be a drop-off in the D. And the D mm-hmm. le- the talent level on, d- on defense for the Bruins this year was not high. But it was better because you had Claude yeah. behind the bench. And one of the problems that I think they've had uh, recent in recent months is um, uh, Tuka Rask has come down to earth after his hot start. Yeah. And, and he's uh, playing every game. He's know, playing every freaking game. That's because uh, Hudobin blows chunks. Yeah. <laughs> and so does Zane McIntyre. Malcolm Subban, the worst first-round pick oh in the God. history of maybe Sports. any of maybe any Boston franchise. Awful. The worst first-round pick, yeah. I'm telling you, on a goalie who became a goalie in high school. And they trusted this kid to be able to play goalie at a high level, the highest level. And they picked him in the first round when they had Tuka Rask. They should move him to defense. He didn't even, it wasn't even a position <laughs> of need for you. No, right? he started up on his skates in Providence, too. He it sucks. Let me ask you this, Dave, because I look at it this way. I think it's a bridge year for for the Bruins now. It's been a bridge well, year. And that, that's the problem, right? <laughs> they're, they're stuck in this limbo, yeah. and they have been for two years, where they don't want to admit that they're not a, a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They are not talented enough they can't to make it. a run in the playoffs. You, might, well, you I mean, might have been able to make it the last two years. The it last took, two years, they, lost in, uh, they had a lead in March. It took two col- <laughs> colossal collapses by this team in the past two seasons to not make the postseason. But their talent level would suggest that they couldn't make a run if they got to the postseason. So what are you trying to do? Yeah, I I think they got a handful of players that really you can build around. Like, you know, Marshawn, Bergeron, I can go on and on. Two guys, I feel like, moving forward, you can still have him. Colin Miller, yeah, exactly. But there's a couple of guys that they need to get rid of right now. Chara. Chara they is one of them. They should have traded him like seven years ago. Start trimming the fat. <laughs> Krejci. That's what you got to do. Krejci and Jimmy Hayes. I'll tell you what. Krejci. <laughs> Jimmy put, Hayes. I hate Jimmy, Jimmy Hayes. Hayes is, but, but Krejci, I mean, that was so poor hockey by him in, in that game. Even though it was a blowout, he had no fundamentals there. His mind is off off track. He's all about his money. That's a that's the problem when you give these guys big big contracts. Mm-hmm. They don't live up to it sometimes. Yeah, he's always been sort I'm of still wondering out there at times. I'm still wondering yeah, about Bergeron if he's injured because of the poor season he's had. Well, well Bergeron's hey, been he, stepping he it up. He ended up getting a goal and three assists in that last game against San Jose. So, uh, look, Bergeron's not a concern for me. He's a great player. He'll right. be he'll be fine. But you're not surrounding him with enough talent. Mm-hmm. And in these past couple of years, you've sort of had this Let's go uh, try and make the postseason as a fringe team, but also start drafting young players that we can develop within the organization. There's no message. To me, that's sort of what one of the problems is. And it starts, like I said at the beginning of this segment, from the top down. Part of the timing that was so damning for the Bruins 
was holding that press conference during the Patriots parade. You're part of this city's history, okay, mm -hmm. right? You were champions, Stanley Cup champions in 2011. You understand the significance of what the parade was for fans, not just of the Patriots, but of your team, the Bruins. Yeah, they need to get their head out of their ass. And you look at it, you know, I think it's beneficial for Claude to get out because he's away from this mess. You know, I think he can get a really significant, better job um, within the NHL, just because of his, you know, charisma and his resume, he's really built that thing over the course of the years. So I think it's a blessing in disguise for you know Claude oh, for to, Claude, yeah, for Claude because it's a mess of an organization. Any, with anytime the you're a good head coach and you have the opportunity to take over a new locker room, you've got new ears that are going to listen to your scheme. They're going to buy into your scheme because you're a successful head coach. That's always good news. And honestly, I just feel like it was so inappropriate the way that they went about the firing of Claude because this was a guy who has the most wins in Bruins franchise history, right. and you buried the story. Well, tried to. You tried to bury the story. <laughs> but, but I mean, we should have, as fans, sort of had the opportunity to reflect on the Claude Julian era as being one of the more successful eras in Bruins history. He brought us a cup for the first time in 39 years in 2011. And, and there's another disconnect, too, because, you know, I look at it as, as a business standpoint. They're just trying to make the move to get rid of Claude. Well, over the course of the years, this guy was the head coach for a beloved organization. Right. They won a Stanley Cup, as you said, Dave. So it's only right to give the guy you know, a glorified shine on his way out to say. That's what I mean. You know, a, a, a round of applause for everyone because, I mean, there, there was a moment you know, on air with, with different media outlets there, and fans got on and said, you know, we loved Claude. We, we wanted to hear from him. We wanted to see, you know, just, just his reaction, um, you know, because – Working with this type of organization, there, there's so many mixed messages and mixed feelings. So they don't care about the fans, I, I feel like. It's, it's coming from a fan standpoint. They don't care. There, right. they, there they, didn't a, give, they didn't give Claude a chance to speak at the press conference, right? No, he wasn't even no, there. No. And the only person the owners weren't there. The Neely only, wasn't there. I think uh, Don Sweeney was the only he one that the showed only up, one. Right? He was the only one there. And he seems disingenuous. And that's, this is what really ticks me off about it, okay? It's not even just that they buried it, but it was how obvious it was that they were trying to bury it. What they buried it under, the Patriots parade, and the fact that they should have given Claude his dues on the way out. Again, we haven't heard anything from Claude, really, except for a brief statement which he gave to the fans. But it's like, just poof. Yeah. And he's gone. He's gone. Without so much as a whisper after 10 years at the helm, more wins than any other coach in the franchise history. Poof. But just like that. And it's because they needed a scapegoat for their lack of success. It just, it does not feel right. And I'll tell you this. You build a team from the front office down. Neely and Sweeney have showed... Enough cowardice, in my opinion, and a significant enough lack of accountability to make me of the opinion that I don't want them running this team anymore. No. I don't like these two running this team, and it's probably an overreaction, but as an organization, you build off whatever attitude your coaches let off, the president, the owner, the GM, whatever. The lack of accountability is there at the top, and then you can... How can you expect players to be accountable for their play? If you as a GM as a president, as a coach, are not going to be accountable for yourself. And, and not only that, Dave, I mean, the, re the respect for the city itself. Like, Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, you don't think they went out and, and you know hung out with the guys from the Patriots, like, in the parade? This is the city of Boston. You treated, like, the city of Boston on that day by firing Claude Julian during a Patriots parade? You're not going to get that by anyone. I know. Not in this city. After celebrating a, a, a Super Bowl title? Yep. That's disrespect 
to the New England Patriots. Not only that, but it's a disrespect to the entire New England nation. And, and what I'm saying is it's just really because over the past couple of years, right, you don't hear much from Neely. You don't hear much from Sweeney. No. You don't really know what's going on behind closed doors in that Bruins organization, but something feels off. Because so this they is don't just, care. This is just a first real whiff that I really got of Neely and Sweeney's way of operating. They're, they're sneaky. They're shifty. It's covert. I mean, they they obviously were trying to be they're covert in this, and they, they turned out to make the wrong move. Yeah. No accountability. They don't want to answer to the media. They just don't, in my opinion, answer questions honestly. When you hear Sweeney in that press conference on Tuesday say, our PR department told us to get out there as soon as we could and let the people know. Yeah. But then Cam Neely, in an interview on Thursday, two days later, says, I gave Don the go-ahead. What are we supposed to believe? They tried to pull the wool over our eyes as Bruins fans. So yep. just watch out. That's all I'm saying, because the way that they're operating this organization, I don't like it. It's ugly. It's, I do not like how they're running this team. It's ugly, and there's no relationship with Cam Neely and Don Sweeney right now. They're they're both on different wavelengths Seems here. Seems it. It really does. Like, you know, one guy has this direct message, another one's pointing it in another direction. You can't have that as an organization. Everybody has to be on the same frequency, because if you don't, then you're going to lose players. You're going to start losing your fans. You're going to start losing money. This is what I'm talking about. Money. And, and we're starting to sort of see it all play out where, you know, everyone's had this problem putting their finger on what is the deal with this team? Why aren't they consistent? And if you're looking for a reason as to why this team is underachieving, why they're inconsistent, it could be because the organization from the top to bottom just isn't right. Two former Bruins, great players. To me, when it comes to upper management, they don't get it. Morons. And when you're talking about a guy in, uh, in Don Sweeney, Harvard guy, he just reminds me of Shirelli more and more as the days go by. Another Harvard guy. And I'm not trying to diss Harvard guys. I'm sure there's a ton of smart guys that come out of Harvard. But the way that they speak to fans, to, yes. to the media, there's something about it that comes off as, I know better than you. So I don't have to be genuine. Selfish. I'm going to say what I need to in order to manipulate the crap out of you. And, and, and they think they can get away with it. But in this city, we know better. Yep. We know you tried to bury this story. We're not stupid. Yeah. We're perceptive fans. We care about our teams. And, and same with Shirelli, Dave. You know, you're looking at Don Sweeney. You can't pull the trigger, Don. Don, you can't pull the trigger. You tried so many times to get free agents to pull trades off, and you haven't pulled the trigger. And that just seems like another guy that we used to know, Peter Shirelli. Indecisiveness runs rampant through that front office. And I'll tell you, the move on Tuesday tells me more than anything I've seen that they don't get it. Not making this move last year or sooner this year at certain junctions or even maybe a week from now when they have a bye week. Well, it would have been plenty of practice time for Bruce Cassidy. Yep. Plenty of time to get to know his team. And it it's just like any other business, like any family. You lead by example. They are the ones setting the tone in upper management. That's Neely, that's Sweeney. And they're setting a crap example for this team to follow. Yeah, and it, it just grinds my gears when you look at it and you just say, the New England, uh, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion Patriots are celebrating a title, a title, and you come in with these new this news, and, and your players are down in the dumps when they should be happy. You know, the city of Boston should be happy. They shouldn't be thrown under the bus like that. And that's crap. That is crap by Don Sweeney and Cam Neely. Oh, the PR department told us we should get out in front of it once we make the announcement. Bull crap, Don. Uh, no one believes that either. You could have had that press conference. 
at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You could have had it right after the parade. Yeah, why? Wouldn't, wouldn't have been as big a story. You decided to do it during the parade because you thought what? You were going to just uh, let it let it go without a whisper? And, and you're the GM and you're the owner and you're the president of the organization? You're not going by PR rules. You're going by your own rules. And the timing was absolutely. And the timing was definitely predetermined. It wasn't like a spontaneous decision. They were definitely waiting for the rolling rally to do it. They they were set and ready to do it during whatever story broke that was going to be able to bury it for them. And it didn't work. And I'm telling you, at the forefront of all of the problems that the Bruins have had is a lack of accountability. So if you're like me, and for the past two and a half plus seasons, you've now been wondering what's wrong with the team, but you couldn't just put your finger on it. Watch going forward because you'll see if it was a simple, as simple as firing Claude or if this is just pure organizational dysfunction, starting with your president and GM. Ludicrous. I don't like the, the state of the Bruins. I don't like where this team is going right now. 603-883-9900. We will be back with a segment that we haven't done in a very long time. Very excited about it. That's BS. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire.